Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this Hacking the Red Circle conversation, where we talk to people in the TEDx world you'll want to know better. The show is designed to learn what it takes to produce, organize, promote, and create a world-class event. If you're an experienced organizer, you'll get some great tips. Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. I am I am thrilled to be uh, back in Africa this week. Um, I'm down in southeastern Africa in a small country called Malawi. And I want to give a shout out to our very first Hacking the Red Circle interview. That was with Randy Bretz from TEDx Lincoln. And he introduced us to our guest today, Vincent Kumwenda. Vincent, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. I'm I'm so glad to have you. Now you represent you're the lead organizer for TEDx Lilongwa. Is that correct? Yes, it's TEDx Lilongwa. I'm, I'm I am the lead organizer. And then tell us about Malawi. I I think maybe our listeners are not familiar with that country. Uh so Malawi is um we prefer to be called like the home of Africa. Uh we are in the southern eastern part of Africa. Uh, we neighboring Mozambique, uh, Zambia, and Tanzania. Uh, I'm, I'm sure people know about maybe Tanzania or Mozambique. Uh, we're a very tiny country that is almost surrounded by Mozambique. Um, we are about 18 million people, according to statistics in last year. Um, we're very friendly people, probably the most friendly people in all over the world. And and, <laughs> and we have like, uh, yeah, we are, and we have like, um, I think the second largest fresh body of, of water in in the world in Lake Malawi, which covers most part of the of the country. The second largest freshwater lake in the world. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I love that. And how does having that geographical distinction? affect your TEDx? Does it come into play at all? Yeah, it, it does. Um, um, because some of the ideas that would come in our show uh, would focus on agriculture, would focus on fishing in, in, in the lake. And and being uh, TEDx being a platform where people share their ideas, they'll talk about um, maybe traveling to the lake and, and maybe having their relations in, in in the lake, any any bit of storytelling in Malawi would at some point uh, touch on on the importance of the lake or any uh, something related to being at the lake. So it, it's it's interesting. The TEDx Santa Barbara, we're surrounded on three sides by mountains. You're society, you're surrounded on three sides by Mozambique, and the fourth side is by the ocean. And with you, it's the lake. And we tend to go towards topics related to the ocean. I would love to hear how you got involved in TEDx because it's, uh, I'm just curious, was it, was it videos? Was it a person? How did you get started? Um, my, my first connection to TED was the videos when I was a student. I, I, I like to believe that um, at one point, every student is exposed to TED videos and then they would, they would learn ideas, they would, they would watch videos. 
So I watched a number of videos before I even thought of, of participating in TEDx events or even uh, thinking that it will come to Malawi and somebody will start organizing it. By the time that it was coming to Malawi in 2013, um, I had already um, read a lot about TEDx. I've watched a number of videos and it was not a surprise uh, to uh, be part of the first um, TEDx that happened in Malawi. As, as a participant then. Okay, so that, that that's what I wanted to find out. So you were a participant, and I'm going to guess that was probably their first event, so it was one of those with just 100 people. Tell me about that first event. What what most surprised you about attending it? Um, the, the very first thing, it was um, a lot of expatriates attended it, uh, oh. which, which was very old. Odd, odd for me. Um, um, I, I expected that something that is happening in Malawi, at least Malawians will embrace it. But then I also understood that um, not many Malawians understood the whole TEDx um, concept, which is still the case now. But then I was also uh, interested in the ideas that came out uh, from there. Uh, sitting down there and listening to, I still remember there were 13 speakers that, that, that night. And then listening to all the 13 uh, ideas that were shared then. I was like, do we have all these ideas in Malawi and 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 where were they all this time? So it, it was very interesting for me. Yeah, it's one of those you you didn't realize how much good thinking and how how big the ideas were there right in your own backyard. So in 2014 and 2015 and 2016, so that those three years, how how did you? What was it that got you from being a participant to an organizer? Because I want our other organizers to listen here that you can't, you can be thinking about getting new people for your team out of your participant pool, the people who come to your show. So tell me how that journey was. Yeah. From, from the moment that I attended the first TEDx uh, event, I made a decision that I want uh, to uh, take part in this initiative, whatever it takes. I want to be uh, whether a volunteer or organizer, and and I immediately talked to the organizers at at the, at, at the end of the event, and they told me how best I can I can be part of of the uh, initiative. The next uh, event was um, a live um, show, like a webcast, um, in, in in 2013 as well, right? Uh, which I, I I attended. But then to be involved like fully was in a different city is the city of Planta, the commercial city of Planta. They were organizing like a, they had like the actual uh, TEDx Lilongwe youth in, in Lilongwe, but then they had like a, a viewing party in, in a different city and they needed people to um, organize that viewing party. And I luckily volunteered and then they, they took me on board and I was part of the team that organized the Planta event successfully. And and I moved a step further um, in 2015. I came and and was involved in um, like the actual e event in in Lilongwe. And until 2016, when I became like the lead organizer after uh, one of the people uh, that I work with um, uh, got the license. And and the expatriates that were mostly involved in running the show were uh, moving out, and they were trying to. Uh, move it into hands of more local Malawians. That's when I got involved, and it was a very exciting experience. Yeah, I, I, I got to imagine that is. how many Now, how many people will you have in 2017? Are you still at 100, or have you grown? Oh, yeah, we're still at 100. Um, that, that's another thing. Um, when, when we, According to Ted, 
uh, one of the license holders uh, is supposed to, to attend at least um, one yep, trade global right. event. Yeah, yeah. So we we still don't have like a person who had attended that. But then we have the license holder is the speaker is she's um, like fitting the other roles. But then uh, we still want to attend a, a, a trade event. We have to get you up to New York to the summit. You should. <laughs> and to fest, to Ted Fest. So um, are, now tell me, uh, are there other TEDx's within easy traveling distance for you? Yeah, the nearest TED event that we have is in um, Lusaka, uh, TEDx Lusaka in Zambia, our neighboring country. And just a few months ago, there was TED Global in Arusha, Tanzania, which I missed. Um it was a very good experience. We had Malawian speaking at that event as well. Um, so um, we have like TEDx Dar es Salaam, but within the country, we are only TEDx uh, Longa. And tell me how, I'm, I'm curious, in a city of 18 million people, it's a very, very a country of 18 million people, this is very large. <laughs> is it the city is yeah. 18 million or the country is 18 million? I got my notes here. The country is 18 million, and the city is about 2 million. Got it. And is there a large university or something that you, you were able to pull speakers from? Tell me, tell me how you do that. Um, because it's TEDx Longa, like we are the only one in Malawi, so we have like an advantage of getting speakers even outside Lilongwe. Uh, so we would get from all the universities in Malawi, uh, even outside Lilongwe, we would get speakers from... Uh, um, different districts, different uh, sectors. Mm. Uh, we actually we are very spoiled of choice because we only have <laughs> one TEDx in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you go for your speakers, do you there? There seem to be two two different ways. One is you put up a call for speakers on your page, so people you know will will sign up, or they you invite them. You you go out and find them. How how do you do yours? So we do a bit of both, uh, but actually we use three ways. Uh, the first one is people nominate. Uh, so they would nominate the people that they want to speak. We call out for applications and we also find out people who we think have got brilliant ideas and we sit down with them and, and ad ad advise them on how best they can uh, turn those ideas into TEDx talk. Uh, like for the previous, previous event, we interviewed um, over 100 people who wow. showed interest to yeah, to, to participate, but we only had like 12 speakers. We um, started something new last year. It's the first time where we had them submit a video along with their application. And even the people that we invited, we had them do a video so that our the, the jury could see everybody. And then we had them all come for a five-minute live audition, all of them at once. We had, I don't know, maybe 25 people. And they walked wow. down to the stage and got on the red circle and gave their talk, uh, five minutes of their talk. And that really, really helped us, right, to get a sense of who could who could own the stage, if you would, for, for 12 to 15 to 18 minutes. So tell, yeah. tell, me, um, tell me what it is that you do and your team does to make your TEDx stand out to make it unique so if someone's watching it or attending it they get a, a sense of of place and a sense of the country um the the biggest thing that we um 
we 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 use like in TEDx Lilongwe to in order for us to stand out is we give people freedom uh, to huh. share their ideas and and to try out um, their creative ideas. So um, I, I remember when we wanted to set up the stage, we would invite people who uh, the designers to to come up with different ideas, and then we would give them a chance to try out those ideas and and. Um, even among themselves, agree on which which idea should should go ahead and 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 do. So instead of maybe imposing our own ideas, what we think um, uh, is the best. So uh, early on, like when we are setting up, like uh, volunteers and and teams would share the um, TED standards to them, so that everyone should know the standards. Like should should memorize, know everything. That when they're coming up with ideas, they should be within uh, TED standards, and 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 they should not. Uh, like like meet the standards later on when they want to share those ideas. Right. I, I I'm really intrigued by this. You invited designers to submit ideas for the stage. That's the one of the things I get to do that I love, and I've been working with the same guy for since 2010. Tell me yeah. how you did that. Um, how how many showed up, and did they make models and and set designs and that, or did they talk to you? I'm curious. And so, so the, the very first meeting we had like five designers. Um, actually, they were they were from different uh, sectors. Where we had architects, we have interior designers, we had graphic designers, um, and and we all tasked them one thing: make the TEDx stage unique. And and then they talked among themselves. Went we took them through um, the whole process, like like what it means and what 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 will come out at the end of the day. And then we took them to the stage and showed them the the place where they will yeah. have like speakers and and then um, give them chance to um, think about it. Um, but then at the end of the day, uh, what came out was very unique. I, I'll share with you the pictures of this last stage that we had wait. and yeah. And and it, it, it also um, went well with the uh, theme that we had. So our theme uh, for the last event was demand. Um, yeah, just demand, just like that. So wow. we're demanding more from yeah from our our education, demanding more from our finance, demanding more from our young people. Yeah, something like that. What a, what a great. I love that theme. That's um, uh, I I keep calling. I'm going to ask our listeners right now. I'm looking for someone who wants to volunteer to make a database of all of the themes. There's 3,800 TEDx's just over the last several years. Each year, there's at least that many, and it continues to grow. I would love to see not only for our own, but for new organizers come in and get a sense of what's been done, what's new, how it gets executed. I, I just think the theme is such a big part of it. And in this case, the way it um, it helped inform the designers of what that stage would look like. So I'm really looking forward to seeing those pictures, Vincent. You know, yeah, after, sure after these, you know, you, you're going into your fifth year now. Um, what... What continues to be a big surprise for you? Number one, the ideas themselves. Huh? Um, huh? Yeah, it, it, it's very uh, interesting. Even though you you might have um, attended all the rehearsals, you've you've maybe been part of the whole process formulating the idea to take like the talk to shape the way it is now. 
but the moment that is shared on the actual stage, it, it, it's totally different. It's something that you've maybe you are hearing for the first time, the, the, the presentation and stuff. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in the ideas that come out from, from the TED stage, even though I already know about the ideas like being part of the organizer. Um, at, at the same time, um, TED, uh, apart from just being like an organizer, they, it, TEDx uh, or TED in general has got this thing like that is uh, like more like a cut, for lack of a better word, cut like stuff. People who um, are involved in, in, in TEDx, they are, they are involved fully. They, they are part of, of what they're doing. They, they would um, um, be involved in every activity. They would, they would do a lot of research. They would want to hear what is, what is happening in other countries. Um, um, when I when I joined uh, TED TEDx Longue, um I kind of got baptized into the same things. Everything that mentions TED, I, I sit down and listen. Okay, so what is it about? How can I be involved? And what's in it for me? So it's something that it, it becomes part of you at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm part of TED fully. I, you know, you are part of a worldwide movement, right? You're you're one of thousands of other people who are dedicated to bringing ideas to the stage and getting them out in the world, which is one of the reasons I encourage you to to find find a way to come to TED Fest, uh, you know, possibly next year. Uh, when you see, you know, when you're in a group of you know over 500 other organizers and you all have this one thing in common. It is is absolutely spectacular. It also lets you, um, because it's a, a qualifying event, uh, then you can go ahead and have a larger um, <clears throat> larger event next year or the, that following year. Tell me then. So I love this surprise, and I, what's interesting to me because I uh, I don't do the speaker part. I might not help on curating. But I'm involved, you know, in the months ahead and I know what the stories are going to be. And then I sit through the rehearsals and then I sit through the dress rehearsal. What you're suggesting, though, is that there's a certain energy, I think, and a certain magic, if you will, that happens on the day of that has you hearing that idea kind of new and for the first time. Did I capture that right? Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's it. I, I love that. I, I, uh, I'm going to pay even more more attention because, you know, <laughs> I, other organizers, you know that we spend so much time with the speakers and uh, the real moment is that uh, when they step into the red circle for the first time um, and maybe I, I'm going to need to be listening louder next time. So, Vincent, yeah. um, I, I can't even imagine what the challenges are for you. Um, listener, you should know that I am looking at Vincent in the dark uh, because the <laughs> power has been cut off to their building. And he says, oh, yeah, it's like that all the time. Don't worry. Uh, so I, I, I can't imagine what the challenges are for you. Why don't you tell us a few of what the biggest ones are? Uh, yeah, I think the first challenge is that even five years on, uh, TEDx um, concept is still a new I idea here in Malawi, so it, it becomes uh, difficult to convince uh, potential sponsors uh, who have never heard of maybe TEDx before, or they've, they've watched TED, TED videos but they didn't know the whole process that is involved to come up with those videos. Um, at the same time, it also affects um, sometimes 
um, the ideas, the people who would want to you you would want them to speak at the platform, but because they don't really know the platform, they they may not um, take it seriously that this is the platform that I can share my ideas on. Uh, so it's also a challenge to us. Uh, at the same time, um, I think this is the other challenge is the uh, the numbers. Uh, right now, our license can only take up to 100, uh, but um, over the years, we've, we've got demand from people uh, to attend the events. Um, so we can only accommodate 100. Um, actually, there, there was a time, the, the previous event, like, like in 2016, uh, we had to um, improvise and come up with all these viewing parties in, in other yeah. cities so that people can, can be able to participate in the TED experience without necessarily being into the uh, TED, TEDx event in, in real time. Or in the actual room, but then we had like satellite events in 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 Blanta, Lilongwe, um, the other side of town, and in um, Mzuzu as well. Yeah. You know, I I um I don't want to jump ahead, but it feels like what you just said is a great hack around having uh, a great demand in the community for a seat in the audience. But at only 100, those tickets go very quickly. So you organize viewing parties around the region, and that way more people got to watch the live event. What a, that was very, very clever. How did you guys come up with that? Oh, okay. So the uh, original person who brought like TEDx to Malawi, uh, John Cass, um, did this before in 20, uh, I think, 14. Uh, when we had like other, uh, we that then we only did Blanta and Mzuzu. Um, I was in Blanta when I was uh, when I volunteered, and, and uh, so it, it was his idea, and and we took it on uh, the next um, TED that we we, have, we were doing without him in, involved. So it's something that we learned from him, and we saw that uh, it's within the standards, and then we were able to accommodate more people to right, participate in right. the TED experience. Yeah. No, I love I love that. That's. Uh... I love that. I love that idea. What what is yeah. it? Um, there, as as you know, we know there are so many different aspects of producing an event. You know, raising the money, uh, doing the set design, uh, doing the production, curating, marketing, coordinating, building a team. All of the various things, as you know, it takes a lot of people to make it happen. What's the area that you enjoy the most? Have the most fun with? Um, I have three areas actually. Ah. Uh, yeah. Number one, it's it's connections. What does I'm, that I'm, mean? I'm very, I'm I'm very well connected. Uh, ah, for the previous event, actually, yeah, I I brought together most more than half of the people that volunteered uh, for the previous event. So I would know who does what in Malawi. Mm. I, I would bring them on board. I know who are the good audio producers, designers, or even speakers, I would recommend people who would speak. They might not, they'll go through the whole application process, but then just to let them know about this opportunity. Um, number two is organizing. I'm, I'm, I'm very hands-on when it comes to organizing. Um, I, I look at things at a bigger picture and then start to break it down into smaller pictures and, and assigning people to be able to do uh, the, the, the smaller pictures. And at the end of the day, they all form the, like part of the big puzzle. And and finally, leadership. Everyone loves to be um, a leader who is there. Everyone loves a leader who is hands-on. So um, I I I like leading without necessarily being like 
the um like the like the leader that would say it's not not like having a podium to read but then i can lead even from from behind mm. and that, that's my style yeah that's my style even in a meeting that you have a chairman i'll still find a way of reading the discussion to reach a certain uh, uh direction at, at the end of the day so leadership is one of my strong areas as well have you always been a leader Ah, to learn, of course, uh, but then uh, it's been a very uh, for a very long period that I've been leading um, things. Um, I'm actually managing a technology and innovation hub here in Lilongwe, the very first technology and innovation hub, which um, uh, coincidentally was started by one of the first speakers at, at TEDx Lilongwe in 2013, uh, Rejo Siwande. She spoke about using ICT technology in agriculture. And I was fascinated by her speech then, but her talk then, I didn't know her. But then, and right now we're working together, managing the first technology hub in, in Malawi. That's the first one. Yeah. We, um, uh, our partner is uh, a, a co-working innovation accelerator hub uh, here in the area. There are nine uh, in the region of oh. California that I live in. And so, uh, there's, yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot going on. And, uh, I, I love how that puts you in direct contact with, you know, people who are trying to put their ideas into action and build companies around them, you know, wh- however, whatever that looks like. Tell yeah. me, you've been, you've been doing this for a while now. And, and I'm thinking about the person who's maybe hasn't gotten their license yet, or they're listening to the show and they're thinking about doing an event, what advice would you give that person who's considering jumping into the TEDx world? The, the first word that I'll use is it's an exciting experience. Um, if, if they want to join the TED, TEDx bandwagon, it's an exciting experience. But it's also a lot of hard work. They need to be prepared um, to get their hands dirty. They need to be prepared to uh, involve as many people as possible, uh, mostly volunteers, um, and, and they should be very open to um, let other people suggest um, ideas and, and how best they can be able to uh, run this, this. At the same time, they also need to prepare um, very well, like in, in advance before the actual date, and uh, get as many partners as possible, even sponsoring partners, uh, in, in a very in a good time that they should be able to uh, push this forward. Yeah, I, never forget uh, the partners and the people that can help. I love that, that idea of being open to ideas. That's I think that's part of your leading from behind, um, that, that kind of philosophy, <laughs> right? It's uh, to let other people come up with them. The way, it was funny when you, you said lead from behind, I was reminded of an image. I do a lot of community management work, and <clears throat> there was this one uh, presentation the speaker gave, and she was illustrating what she meant by leading from behind, and she had a, um, a, group, a picture of a group of sheep and how the dogs mm-hmm. are behind the sheep and moving the sheep forward. Not saying that our teams are sheep, but that just that really put <laughs> it uh, into uh, visualization for me. That helped me understand what that looks like. What, what yeah. are you What are you looking forward to the most uh, in your in your next event? Yeah, um, I think the the biggest thing that we're looking forward to. 
is um, we've not done well, uh, like having female speakers. Uh, we, we need more female participation. Um, they, they've got um, ideas, a lot of ideas actually, uh, but then we need more of those, even if it means like having like a specific TEDx uh, women, TEDx Longo women. We've done youth before, we've done um, a, a more broader uh, TEDx. We've, we've done TEDx Longo women, but viewing party, uh, where we we just connecting to other uh, TED Global events. But now um, I think we need to focus more on the women uh, part next time. I, I'm I'm very looking forward to that. What What's your theme for this year? What's your upcoming theme? Uh, we yet to come up with a theme. We but we consulting. Uh, we we're setting up a team now. We also consulting uh, partners and and people who've been interested in this year's uh, TEDx Long. How How much of the year do you dedicate? To your event i mean are you working on tedx all the time or is it a six-month window that you work on it the the, the funny thing is the, 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 it, it'll it'll still go back to the whole year at the end of the day you might have like a six-month period but then there is production after after even the actual event you you still need to uh do production and, and uh, upload the videos afterwards so it still goes back to the whole year. Even now that we've not have, we don't have like something concrete, but we've already been pushing uh, meetings with partners, pushing uh, people to volunteer. So it has already started. And then by the time we were thinking maybe August or September this year, between August and September, but then the, the year was already ended. And then we just pushed maybe with the production in the last three months of the year. There is, you had said it before, be prepared to do a lot of hard work. That's, you know, it's kind of the fun part of it uh, to me. <laughs> yeah. I keep keep coming back to it uh, all of the time. So now this this part of the show I love. It's when um, I take our red carpet and make it magic so it can fly wow. anywhere around the world. And you and I are going to go to a TEDx. What TEDx are we going to? There's only one TEDx that I want to go to now. What is that? TEDx link TEDx Lincoln. <laughs> Randy, for, for Randy, did you hear that? <laughs> I, I was, I was, yeah, I was in Lincoln last year, but then I missed uh, their TEDx Lincoln with like a few months. Uh, oh. But then I would, I would want to see, Randy is very passionate about it, puts a lot of work into it. I, I want to see the results. Yeah, I want to see the results to be oh. part of the audience and see what efforts he put into the uh, what, what what comes out at the end of the day? Well, I have uh, seen this audience, this community around the show uh, do some amazing things. Uh, one is to yeah. get a 16-year-old girl to TEDx Women when I asked her the question where she wanted to go, and she yeah. wanted to go to TEDx Women. And uh, two days later, after the show published, I got an email from someone, please put me in touch with her. We want to get her to TEDx Women. So who knows, you well, may find yourself getting a uh, a ticket to Lincoln here uh, in the in the near future. Tell me, wow. um, and I, I think I have a couple of candidates, but tell me what you think is the best hack that you have discovered. That it's the thing that you do that doesn't cost any money, but it has a profound effect on the event in one way or another. Um, it's. In a way, outside TEDx, the long way, mm. 
Yeah. Uh, so after the TEDx Lilongwe happened uh, in 2016, uh, we got people who uh, organizations which were interested in like diluting the ideas that came out from TEDx and taking them down to the people in in districts, which led to uh, youth community engagement campaigns. And uh, so we would take speakers that spoke at TEDx Lilongwe and travel with them along um, around the country just to share um, their stories once more, uh, even the ideas that they have one, once more. For, for me, it, it gave like, TEDx opened up for um, these ideas that they, they shared on the TEDx stage. They opened up to uh, go out and share with the young people um, out there, people who could not afford maybe to come on the, on the TEDx platform. So to me, it was something that we did without any, any money, but then we were able to take TEDx even more to um, uh, more communities, uh, compared to what we, we could have done within the TEDx uh, platform. That's, uh, that's fascinating. Did, now, how, how did that get organized? I mean, first off, you, did, you said with no money. How did that org- get organized? I mean, did it take a month uh, to get that all done, or did, did citizens come together and say, let's figure this out and make it happen? I'm fascinated with this. So we are supported by um, this uh, development partner, uh, who already have like programs in the in the communities, so they would bring together young people, um, maybe at, at a school. Uh, we managed to reach uh, to 600 young people in four cities in in Malawi. Uh, so we just go there. Um, in in some instances, we would show um, the videos that were ready then. In in some other areas, we would take the speaker live and they would speak. Um, not necessarily the actual talk on 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 uh, that they did on TEDx, but then they would talk about the idea that they shared at TEDx and and explain to people what TEDx means and how best it it, it works and how they can be involved in the future. Well, that's that's really taking that idea is worth spreading and getting it out and and doing a very very local effort. I applaud you for that, and I applaud your partner. Uh, did the partner come to you with that idea and then, you know, you, you guys talked about it and then figured out how to make it happen? Initially, we approached the partner to sponsor the main TEDx event, but due to their um, budgeting um, periods and, and other internal issues, they could not afford to support the event. But they were very interested in, in TEDx. They wanted to be part of TEDx because some of the people in the organization had participated in TEDx before, and then they knew uh, what TEDx means, but then they could not do magic to get sponsorship for us. So they were like, okay, once you've done your uh, event, let's sit down and brainstorm how best we can still uh, be of, of good value uh, to you. So after the event, we sat down and, and brainstormed, and this idea came about that we should take TEDx. We're calling it taking TEDx to uh, the people in, in, in the rural areas and districts. So that's, that's when we started uh, that um, um, like going out to the communities and, and engaging young people with TEDx speakers. And that just sounds so satisfying, um, especially, and I love the idea, it's people who couldn't get to the event, but you could bring it to them, and I appreciate that. Vincent, thank you. I'm really thrilled to have met you. And, and Randy, I know you're listening. Thank you so much for uh, suggesting Vincent to us and, and other organizers that are out there. Um, that you know are fans of the show, drop us a note. You can find us uh, at hackingtheredcircle.com. 
with other organizers that are inspiring uh, to you uh, that you think will be inspiring to others. I'd love to have them on the show. Vincent, uh, all the best to you in your next event coming up and as you continue to grow, and I hope to meet you in person sometime. Uh, thanks, Mike, for the opportunity. It's always good to learn something from, from people who are very active in the TED community. And I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like um, a pin on your map on, on, on Malawi now. <laughs> I, I don't know uh, how many Africans you've interviewed now. I had the first one from Weaba, Nigeria. So I'm, yes. I'm, I, I, I don't know. How, yeah. So uh, thank you for the opportunity. And thanks for Randy for uh, uh, recommending me. And, and I'm looking forward to even interacting with more uh, TED curators uh, around the world. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Uh, bye. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.